1: Hello and welcome to another College Decanton podcast. I'm your host, Travis May, and I'm joined by my faithful co-host here, Stéphane Leco. You can find us on that X thing at FF underscore Travis M and at Stéphane Leco. If you're joining us for the first time, as many people do uh, this time of year uh, with football kicking off again for college and NFL, and this is the College and NFL podcast. Just let you know, we talk both. We talk fantasy football, some, we talk college football, football, NFL, and we talk about the journey of the best football players from beginning to the end of their careers as recruits all the way through college, what makes them a good pro and the stories behind that, uh, and, uh, you know, uh, so everything in between. So without further ado, let's let's jump right in because I want to talk about it really both, I guess, uh, with you this week's college football and NFL since we're just coming off of week one for NFL we're Taking off week one or <laughs> coming off of week one with for college and about to oh we just yes. saw actually as, as as of this recording, we just saw the Chiefs wide receivers uh ball out <laughs> horribly. Dude. So yeah.
2: I mean, you just said speak like we, we go through like a player's entire career, like all yeah. the way to the end. And speaking of the end of careers, Kadarius <laughs> Tony, hello. Yeah, <laughs> uh, mean, yeah let's let's geez. let's be real.
1: He was he was always bad, uh, and so it was just it was just funny to, it's still hilarious to me that he was a first round pick, uh. But, but, but before we, I'll uh, do that real quick though, yeah, real yeah. quick. We're just gonna talk about things we think we know, uh. After one week of college football, and you know how we're often wrong when it comes to that thing by the end of the season, and then two just some bold predictions for the NFL season, and uh, it's not so bold to say that Kadarius Tony is not gonna be very good this year again.
2: Yeah, because, no, but, it's yeah. uh, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that uh, a team like Kansas City can go into it like you've got an elite quarterback, one of a kind, absolutely the best player in, of his generation, and you give him one weapon and Travis Kelsey. That's it. That's all you're going to give him. What do you do? You know, in- you
1: when you have um, the, the goat uh, quarterback, uh, you got to like level the playing field just to make it interesting, so, right? Like, sure. let just only add. Wide receivers who actually aren't wide receivers, and then uh, you know, just let's roll out a day three running back and act like he's really good when he's just better than Clyde Edwards-Helaire, which isn't saying much. So, I, you know, you gotta just level, you gotta make it fair for the other teams. I think right, that's, right. that's the strategy.
2: You know what else we should do is give these um, not so talented wide receivers. Let's put them in positions to fail by calling terrible plays <laughs> that they can't execute in critical parts of the game. Let's let's take the ball out of Mahomes' hands and let's give it to our backup tight end. Let's give it to uh Rasheed Rice. Let's get I can't. I'm done. That's, that's it. Let's move on. Let's talk yeah, about let's something do that it. makes me happy. Let's talk about things that we know we know after one week of college football yeah. and a week zero of college football. Yeah it's so it's always two hilarious. weeks. Yeah <laughs> I mean every single
1: now. year though like there's uh there's like these these blow up like national narratives about player a and team a and and what they're going to do in team B and what what they're going to do all season long and they're going to dominate and they're going to go undefeated or the opposite it's like oh man everyone panic because this team is now horrible this player is now horrible and uh, all of our all of our preseason expectations you know get get thrown out the window based off of one game and i know we just kind of did that with the the Chiefs wide receivers but i, I think we've both <laughs> kind of been on Kadarius tony being bad for like Two, Since three you, years at yes. this point, yeah. So it, that's a little bit different. But seriously, uh, it, it's just so funny because uh, I was just on a different show earlier today, and uh, there was all there were all these questions, uh, and the first topic off the board was like talking about how Riley Leonard out of D- Duke's going to be a first round quarterback. And I'm like, no, <laughs> like, sorry to be a wet blanket, but no. Uh, in fact, like he had a really horrible game outside of one run, and so Travis. Yeah,
2: could he be a first round in the CFL? Does that does that yeah. maybe ring true? He could be a
1: first round USFL or a CFL. Yeah, uh, quarterback. And 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 by the way, he's a very good college quarterback. Uh, he's just not uh, on that level. And there's so many good quarterbacks in college football right now. There's so many good quarterbacks that are draft eligible right now. Can we start uh, there? Uh, we can because uh, like there are so many things we think we know about the quarterbacks. Uh, and everyone wants to throw their favorite quarterback into the conversation. And it's like, guys, we can't have 20 first rounders. Like, that's, we can't have 33 first round quarterback for prospects, you know? Like, that's yeah. just not, that's, that's not a thing. And uh, so many different shows this week, I bury my head in, in college football media nonstop. And every quarterback looked good this week because it's week one. Like, they're playing Portland State. Oh, my goodness. Bonix looked well. Watch
2: we it. Watch it. Watch <laughs> it. Oh, my gosh.
1: Staphon thinks Bonix is good because. <laughs>
2: Yeah, but you, you get what I'm because saying. Because you told me he was good after yes, you I looked know. at the numbers. I know. No, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. And, and can I tell you, my guy, and this is just confirmation bias, and it's also me ignoring like three plays that were so outrageous that no college player should be allowed to make and keep his job. But Jordan Travis, hello. <laughs> like, uh, yeah. he looked pretty good. Outside was, of those three oh terrible plays, one yeah. where he just kind of lobbed it up inside his own 20 or even less. I mean yeah, that was, was that was the worst one. <laughs>
1: that was the worst one. But,
2: but man, he looked good other than those did. couple plays. I think
1: I think I do know I think we've known already that Jordan Travis is very good for a long time. I think two or three years ago I was like, you know what? Jordan Travis actually was like an eighty fifth percentile a you know scheme adjusted pass efficiency guy. I think it was two seasons ago and I was like man I may I may be way higher on him than uh yeah I should be and then he balls out last year and then he might be even better and have the best weapons ever this year.
2: So I'm going to His say, weapons well, are ridiculous.
1: They are. I mean, they're like six, seven wide receiver, six, four wide, wide receiver, who's probably even better in Keon Coleman. And then a really versatile tight end in Jaheen Bell. Jeez. Really good running backs in, in Trey Benson. Um, a couple other guys, even Rodney Hill, like uh, running back three late was just flat, flattening people. Uh, so Keon Emerson, Coleman, yeah.
2: though. I Keon mean, Coleman,
1: was, like. Yeah, he
2: balled. We knew he was good, but I thought everyone was making way too much of a fuss like, about. I, I, I was I like, come either. on. It's it's a wide receiver. It's another tall wide receiver. Like, it's yeah. fine. And then I watched and i like, all right, I was wrong. I was yeah. wrong. Keon Coleman is the truth. Uh, yeah, he's going to get first round. Like, that, that's the thing I know. Keon yeah. Coleman is going round one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I sent some hyperbole there but i i, I, I <laughs> no joke i think i know that Florida state's going to win the acc and go to the college football playoff I, I think they'll you know they'll lose in round 1 but they're going to go to the playoff hey uh, that was on our bold predictions
2: it was that was on was our on, bold predictions episode
1: it wasn't yeah exactly and and it's funny i've been uh, i've realized and i haven't even like tweeted out i've just been i'm a new dad of a uh, seven week old and a uh, sub 2 year old and i have just like i haven't even like tweeted out like my playoff predictions or anything like that and, yeah. and I was reminded of that because I, when I was on the other show that, earlier today, and uh, they asked me, I was like, "Ah, yeah," because like my preseason officially was it was uh, Georgia, uh, Florida State, Penn State, and USC. Yeah, because I think Drew Aller is going to put Penn State over the edge and, and actually win the Big Ten. And uh, that's, that's that's
2: pretty that's pretty spicy.
1: Yeah, it is. But like, they're all top seven or eight teams, I think, this week now. Sure. So, but no one
2: else. Not not many people have Penn State in there.
1: Yeah, and I think it's it's mainly because JJ McCarthy, while he's good, that's fine. Um, I don't think Michigan is as as perfect as we like to make uh, we and media in general like to make them out to be. Uh and Penn State was really close last year with Sean Clifford, and Drew Aller is like a a legit round one quarterback, and I think that's enough to push them over the edge. And then when you add in the Florida, you know, Florida State and having Jordan Travis and all the weapons they have, USC having Caleb Williams. And I know their defense is going to be trash, and I know that their schedule is going to be top of the good quarterback play in the Pac-12, uh, the last year of the Pac-12, uh, Pac whatever it is now, Pac-2. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. Uh, yeah, uh,
2: but deuces, baby. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then Georgia has an easy schedule, so they're just going to like walk in and then just you know maybe they make it close to somebody in the SEC championship. But to me, it, that's not super bold. I, I think all those teams are in really good spots, and now especially, I think after what we've seen for out of Florida State. I'm just going to say that's what I know. Those are the four playoff teams. That's what I am 100% sure of after one week of football, that that's what it's going to be.
2: Yeah. Uh, I mean, you're wrong about USC because Oregon is clearly. Obviously, oh, yeah. Obviously, like, Oregon like, going to be
1: that. Obviously, um, Bo Nicks and and uh, your Ducks, which I mean, well, they've got some good you know, weapons, man. Uh, and
2: good weapons in an offensive line that is going to give Bo Nicks so much time. And give those running backs so much space. And once they plant their foot, and I don't care if we're talking about Jordan James, who you know, you played ball with, or um if we're talking about Bucky Irving, like either one of those dudes, and no Whittington there's is there too. Like all these guys um can can get upfield so fast, get to that second level. Um I'm excited about and then yeah, you throw in Franklin and some of these other guys they have, it's it's going to be yeah. delightful. And I'm bonus, I mean,
1: you. like with that offensive line, uh, he might actually be able to have an average up the target, uh, you know, inside the top 100 at the position.
2: <laughs> he doesn't need to.
1: No. Uh, for real, though, like he, he and, uh, you know, like and speaking of, you know, like the, just prospects that uh, had a little bit of a scheme boost. When it comes to their profile last year, he and Riley Leonard, speaking of again. Oh, I uh, thought
2: maybe you're we going to talk about Penix.
1: No, it's Riley Penix Leonard Penix actually, like, his ADOT was outside the top 150 quarterbacks among quarterbacks with at least 50 pass attempts last year. Um, he, he was just all, 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 all dink and dunk. And Bo Nix wasn't that far ahead of him either. So, right. I, I would like to see more big-time throws, more actual pro throws uh, from Nix before I, like, anoint him, Can, you know, some really bad yeah, pick, no. but – um
2: to be clear I think Bo Nix is a fantastic and and I used I was not happy when Bo Nix transferred over you know I was a tie guy um yeah man Thai guy I like that um but uh but I think Bo Nix is I don't think he's going to be a good pro I think he's an excellent college quarterback oh yeah because there's a difference like there's a huge difference between college and NFL and and -hmm. we all know that and there's plenty of examples of players that are like that but uh, to me, he is—he's very good, especially in this in this offense. So uh, I'm very excited about the Ducks uh, after <laughs> beating Portland State. But I'm all over uh, Oregon minus six against Texas A&M. I feel like that's crazy, and I'm probably going to be wrong. Um, <laughs> but you know, it just seems like an obvious play for me. Uh, something else that I feel like I know is that I have no idea who the starting quarterback is going to be for Ohio State at the end of the year. Oh, um interesting. Because I don't know if Kyle McCord is gonna keep that job. He
1: looked rough at times, but at the same time, it is the beginning of the season. Um, and he actually made some really good throws too. And really, I, I think the day looks a little bit different if uh that Marvin Harrison touchdown is not brought back the day. The one where, yeah, where he actually got, you know he stepped out and didn't come come back in right away, whatever, and was the first one to catch the ball. Yeah, I think the perception of the game overall. Just statistically speaking, I think it would have gone differently for McCord had that actually counted. So I think he's got some time, um, and I think they'll figure it out. But I don't think that he's going to be that difference maker like a a C.J. Stroud
2: at all. You think he's going to get time?
1: I think he is. uh, Because, I mean, Devin Brown, like I understand he was toolsy. He had some pedigree as well. uh, But I don't think – like McCord's been sitting here waiting for this opportunity for a long time, and it seems like he's earned it coming out of camp. And in the spring. And that was the noise all up until like they wanted to make it weird, like in the last two weeks. But it seemed like throughout the summer and throughout the entire process that it was just McCord. Uh, and there was, you know, there was some noise that it might not be, but I think he's gonna get a little bit longer leash than uh some my people.
2: Some then, than think. I think, so yeah.
1: So you can disagree and you can say you know, or that you don't know. But I, I think McCord's actually gonna hold on, and I think we're gonna oh, yeah. see some uh, highlights as he kind of uh really finds his um, some level of comfort but I do think he falters when they play Penn State um, right. and you know maybe Michigan and that's why I again that's why Penn State I, I'm picking them to go to the playoff because I'm not as confident in him and I'm not as confident obviously as in uh you know JJ McCarthy like which one's going to show up uh, the one from the Illinois game last year or uh, the one from the Ohio State game uh, at times so yeah, uh, that's that's yeah. where I am uh, in in terms of Big Ten. Uh, but right, I, I right, will yeah. say,
2: because uh, I and I future was, uh, Big Ten because we talked USC and uh, yeah, Oregon right, as well. So. Right, big big forty two or whatever it's going to yeah. be.
1: And I will say that I I can say with one hundred percent one hundred percent certainty that uh, that Dante Moore is the quarterback one in twenty twenty six. He looked really freaking good. I don't know how much of that his first debut you saw, but. His uh, first downfield pass was an absolute dime on the move, like 30, 40 yards downfield. Uh, just hit him in stride on the sideline. And then he had a really solid first and second touchdown uh, scored. It wasn't perfect. He was a freshman, but it just goes to show, like, Dante Moore, five-star quarterback for UCLA, uh, he was ready from day one. And it's, it's really polite of Chip Kelly. To uh, you know, give any other quarterbacks some snaps and not just give it to him right away. But by the by the end of this year, there's going to be absolutely no debate that he's the first round prospect. Yeah, uh, you know, and and really, uh, if Jackson Arnold doesn't get to play much because Gabriel, Dylan Gabriel is actually good, there's a good chance that it's just like, hey, Dante Moore, big 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 gap, and then everybody else.
2: Yeah, I, I, do
1: I will think- say. And Rashada looked good too, but yeah, Dante Moore, or, Dante Moore is just that dude.
2: Yeah, no, I wanted to bring up Rashada because he – I didn't watch that game. I did watch a, like the extended highlights or whatever, but he looked really good. Um, That was fun because I got him in a lot of our uh, C2C drafts <laughs> this year because he just was the final quarterback to go, and I was willing to be the dude to take him. So not nice. the final quarterback, but the final early-round quarterback. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Um, but, yeah, yeah, so Rashad, I thought, looked good, too. Uh, nice, uh, like, the Pac-12, what a showing. Like, I love the fact that they uh, just balled out, everyone won, and it's not even going to be a league next year. It's it's perfect.
1: Yeah, and I will say, it, it, it's funny, like, it, it's been forever since that Arizona State game. Uh, it feels like that way, but it's only, you know, it's been like yeah. one week. But I, because I stay up to watch basically every game, because I'm, like, it's my job you know to to be on market for all these college games for for mojo um man freaking lightning delay and then a dust oh, yeah. storm delay
2: yeah
1: uh that game ended at like 3 20 a.m my time like
2: that's awful i took i took Dude, i mean you I need have a newborn to move to the west coast man. yeah that's just i awkward. have a newborn
1: so i was like i might sk- my sleep schedule is jacked up anyway I, I took a little nap and I woke up I'm like, oh my gosh, this game's still not back. And it's like, what
2: <laughs> yeah. meanwhile, I'm sitting over here live betting it like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll really. begin. Uh,
1: among the, the freshmen, that that I think it I would not be surprised if um by the year's end, Dante Moore and Rashada are just getting pumped up like crazy because they're they're just gonna get the opportunity. Like they're going yeah. to start. And so seeing and those uh,
2: and those offenses will put up a lot of points uh, at times, you know, like yeah.
1: Yeah, I think so. Arizona State is it might be a rough year overall, but I think Rashad oh, will yeah. look pretty good, um, and he'll be forced to pass a lot once uh, yeah, they get into the meat of their schedule. Numbers. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, but sure. I, I can't we've made, we've made it this far without mentioning Colorado, really. Um, yeah, baby. So here's what I, I, I think that the that most people think they know is that Colorado is officially back in 1994 or whatever it is and they're good and they're going to go to the playoff and like do people think um, that no it was actually a legit question on two different shows i i listened to this week uh that that they addressed on air or on the recording Is like no like that's not they're not that's not happening like and all this a bunch of action has come in for them to make it and a bunch of actions coming in on uh, both shador and travis hunter like when the heisman and uh Dude, <laughs> it's just yeah. uh, like I, I was wrong in being as skeptical as I was. I knew that they had a few like talented pieces, especially on offense. Like that's that wasn't where they're going. They're going to struggle, and their defense is still hot garbage. But um, Travis Hunter, I, he he was going to ball out because he's he was the number one overall player in the country. But he was still just to see it on 100 snaps Amazing. or whatever, just elite level play. Uh, unbelievable. He he deserves to be in the Heisman conversation. I, I, it, the Heisman is a joke, and they only give it to quarterbacks at this point, but uh, he's somebody who I can get behind believing because even if Colorado does falter at some point because of defense is trash, uh, or Shadour just comes back down to earth because you know a lot of his success this week was schemed up outside of uh, a couple of really, really good passes. Um, I, I will say Travis Hunter should be in that mix, and I believe the hype behind Travis Hunter, and I know that Travis Hunter should, should be in the mix to uh, make it to New York. But I'm not there with believing that that Colorado is just going to be that team because TCU. I'm not sure TCU um, should have a top eighty top eighty defense this year. Uh, they just lost what nine draft picks uh, and a bunch of other players last year that aged out, <laughs> uh, and so uh, there were there were a lot of questions uh, with that that oh, roster. Yeah. And so I know when you build out power ratings, uh, they were not really uh, as high as the uh, AP had them. Um, I know my my system had them as a fringe top 25 team, maybe. Uh, but apparently that was wrong. That was way, way, way too bullish. Cause, uh, Colorado is still not there. Like they're, I know they're going to be hyped up right now, but, um, they're not probably going to be a top 25 team by the end of uh, the season. I know that scheme, the, like their own version of like the veer and shoot or whatever, the Riles tree system, uh, it opens up the, you know, a lot of space for running backs to move and a lot of space for, you know, vertical running wide receivers to move. Um, but, uh, and it's going to be a fun story. Like they're going to beat Nebraska. They're going to be two and zero. The hype is, the train is going to go off the rails, and then they're going to be, you know, hit with a really, really nasty reality check at some point when they face a real team.
2: Oh yeah, I mean their their schedule gets tough. That's why the the win total was at three early, and it jumped up to three and a half. Now it's at five and a half. So I think we would all be happy if we had a, you know, a ticket with a three to- win total, which I happen yeah. to have. Um, but where would you be on five and a half like because to me that feels pretty reasonable like yeah, yeah i'm not gonna bet it i'm just gonna stay away and just catch my over three wins uh because yeah. five and a half does seem tough and uh so like i live right outside of of cu that's my also where i went to school so it's super fun it's super exciting everyone's going crazy yeah. which is amazing that's gonna be because, a
1: great place to be
2: right oh, now. oh dude college football hasn't been on the radar here like it's been broncos 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 you mean the one, ele- half, one and 11 but- squad
1: last year didn't do it
2: yeah. Um, dude, my, my, my buddy, Eric, who I'm doing ready bet action with our uh, quick hitting sports betting show. Um, he uh, he has season tickets to the buffs and like he could sell his ticket to this Nebraska game and like triple the amount of money he paid to buy this season tickets. Like awesome. it's fantastic. It's so much fun right now. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think, I think CU, I, is way better than most people thought, but not as good as maybe they hope they are. Um, I think they're probably a five-win team. And I think they're going to stack their wins early when everyone's healthy because depth is definitely a problem for them. And if any one of their big players gets hurt, like, it's over. So I think, you know, riding them early while they're hot, let's do it. I'm I'm all over that minus. I had got it at minus two and a half when it opened. Um, and it feels good. I thought Shadur Sanders looked amazing. Edwards is so fast, like just yeah. watching him accelerate. Uh, after I already thought he was at top speed, like on that one touchdown reception, yeah. Um, it was he's nuts. got wheels,
1: man. So much fun. He, this is probably the best, you know, game he'll have all year. Um, uh, by sure. a lot, I mean, but yeah, especially since is going to come back in the next That would
2: be a yeah, that would be a, Make, a career. He might be the only game he'll yeah. ever have,
1: but he was he was yeah. way uh, more ready than I thought he would too. Now, Dylan Edwards, so good, uh, of course the uh, you know high mid to high pedigree uh, running back that Colorado brought in, but McCaskill I think will bring a little bit more power and he could be that little uh, the, the fastball that they need. Uh, you know, apparently 104 mile an hour fastball that they they need, just crazy speed. Uh, one thing I do know that I with 100 percent certainty is that uh, Michael Penix. Roma Dunze and uh, Jalen McMillan will all be top 75 draft picks next spring. I, I, I like that. that. Sound okay? Because I, I know some people mock Pen- Penix. For, Penix, is I, the I, one, people.
2: Penix is the one that I'm thinking about because the other two I think are slam dunks. Um, yeah, I mean, top three rounds. Yeah, I could see him going in the third round. It's like
1: top two and a half-ish. Yeah. And so I feel pretty good about it. I know uh, Dunze has been mocked pretty aggressively I'm actually a little yes. bit lower on uh, the consensus, which is like, hey, he's a first-round lock. He's not that. But uh, McMillan, I think, is w- one that people aren't as high on, and I'm not sure that McMillan's not the best wide receiver on the team. So they're, they're stacked, and if, if it weren't for medicals, Penix would just be the QB three in the class probably right now, right?
2: Let's like, Can we do that? Who's your QB? Can we do – because we know one and two. Uh, who's three, four, and five for you right now? It can change. I'm not going to hold you to it. Because I'm guessing, you know, Caleb yeah. Williams, Drake May, one and two. Um for kind of me... last
1: year, last year, it was the same deal. It's like, it was Bryce Young and CJ Stroud. And then, like, it was obvious to me, it was like, look, without age consideration and health, it's in a hooker. Like, there's just no right. conversation. Because uh, like, I, I was just like, look, Anthony Richardson has a terrible profile. Yes, he's really athletic uh, this time last year. But I need to see it. Uh turns out he took a dump on the 50 for the entire season and it didn't matter anyway. The NFL was like, you're athletic. We're just going to take you. But in terms of actual quarterback skill, uh, if it weren't for age and and injury, Hendon Hooker would have gone a lot earlier. And so that, right. that's where I kind of am with Michael Penix. Like he's probably the third best kinda quarterback scary. in terms of actual skills uh, that he possesses. Like he's got a, he's got a really nice rocket and he's got a really nice profile from top to bottom when he's actually uh uh when he's actually healthy so i don't know uh, he's, i know he's got really good weapons but seriously uh venix probably has to be the three
2: yeah um i mean for me i'm still going quinn ewers and jordan travis at three four um i'll let them battle it out and it's gonna be fun to watch um i'm not I'm not changing my mind on that can't wait for texas alabama that's gonna be amazing um I'm leaning, I'm leaning Bama. I hate to say it, but I'm leaning Bama minus six and a half or seven, whatever it is. Uh, But I, man, I want Texas to win.
1: I I want Texas to get up like three touchdowns uh, and Jalen Milrow, like turns the ball over four times. (laughs) Tyler Buckner in.
2: Yes. That's what you want. I know that's (laughs) what you want. I want that too. He scores five
1: touchdowns and Bama wins and, and the real Texas is back because they're back when they lose.
2: Yeah. That's good. Uh, that's exactly probably what will happen. Um, should we take a break and then come back and do some NFL?
1: Let's do it. Cause let's, let's get to some bold predictions for the NFL.
0: We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors. According to indeed data,
2: We are back. Let's jump into it. Bold predictions for the NFL. I want to hear. Uh, I want to hear you go. I want to hear a bold take from you and why you are so confident. <laughs> and how, or just how confident, or how like, yeah, give it to me.
1: This might be pretty fiery uh, to some, but uh, to those that uh, live in the Den- Debbie fantasy football space and uh, are stuck in the year 2019, they won't be surprised at all. Uh, Sam Howell and Brock Purdy are both going to finish as top 15 fantasy quarterbacks this year. Uh, They both, as prospects at one point or another, were projected first-round picks. In fact, I believe it was after the 2019 season. It was just presumed that they were on first-round track. It's like those two guys. Uh, Purdy didn't seem to improve necessarily at Iowa State, and his weapons got worse. The situation got worse all around him. But um, I wasn't surprised to see him finally succeed. Uh, some down the stretch last year. Sam Howell was the presumed like top ten quarterback, maybe quarterback one in the class, just a year before his actual draft. And uh, you know his final year, he had to carry the team because he lost all of his weapons and uh, lots of changes. And he threw a few too many picks. And uh, all of a sudden, people forgot that he was an incredible quarterback, and he fell way too late. Um, and then now he's going to be given the opportunity to, to succeed this year, and he's got fantastic weapons with uh, McCourin and, and Dotson, and uh, I really a, a fun running back tandem in Gibson and, and Robinson that both can do their own thing really well. And so I, I think the, the the situation is good for him to succeed. I, I would feel better if he had a different head coach probably, but uh, <laughs> but I think that he's actually going to put together a fantastic season. And actually he's probably going to add more um, more value on the ground than a lot of people are aware of because that, that was actually a huge – aspect of his game in his final year oh yeah that's Carolina. how he
2: carried the team yeah, yeah
1: exactly that's how he put him on his back and he's not gonna have to as much but i think he does enough uh to make him interesting in that regard maybe he gets four or five touchdowns as well and purdy i think just find success because the system's fantastic and he's got great weapons all around him too so they're both in um really good systems with good weapons uh maybe uh you know not as good a system with Hal, but the uh, enemy is actually you know the offensive coordinator and it, it's it's different now because they don't have Travis Kelsey there or Patrick Mahomes there. But if Miami is is actually isolated from the, his chief success, if he, he finds that success at uh, you know at Washington, I would not be surprised because it, it it would be because of Sam Howell. So top fifteen finishes out of both of them.
2: I like I like the Sam Howell one. I just oh man Brock Purdy, I can't do it. I just I'm. I just can't do it. The draft capital. I'll never believe. I'll never believe. Gotta, um, can't anchor.
1: Can't. You gotta gotta break free, man. You gotta I, break free. I, I
2: might. If if he proves me wrong, I will be the first to admit it. But he has to do it. He has to do it this year. Um. I have I have one for you. Lamar Jackson wins the MVP, and leads the Ravens to the Super Bowl victory. I actually did bet this already. Um, nice. Meanwhile. J.K. Dobbins, this is all Baltimore related. Uh Dobbins (laughs) ends the year as a top eight running back. So we've got Ravens i Wonder what kind of odds you can get
1: on those three
0: together. I know.
2: Well, but it's it's all about Munken to me. Like Munken comes in there, kind of retools the offense. I think Lamar Jackson's about to have um, another absolutely insane year um passing the ball. And I think one of the biggest beneficiaries is going to be JK Dobbins I think we're going to see him very involved in the passing game and he is going to explode um, so I, I think that these are all kind of correlated uh, but I think Lamar Jackson especially is going to have um, an MVP season I think he's going to actually um, I keep saying actually I think he's going to put together um, I mean he's won it before so I don't know how uh, I don't know how bold this is but uh, I, I think all those together, I, though. I mean, I've also got him right behind me on not him, but his Jersey. Yes. Yeah.
1: <laughs> true. true. Uh, and then, uh, th- add one more to that bold prediction that, uh, even if all that happened, you would still get like a random unnamed NFL scout that said Lamar Jackson will never be a QB one next year right. after, after he wins the MVP. <laughs> yeah.
2: Right.
1: yeah, And uh, yeah. And wins the Super Bowl, they would be like, yeah, he's still bad. Uh, because that's where, um, some NFL staffers are apparently still uh, even. Now. But I
2: really, I really like this Baltimore team. Um, I'm, I mean, it's not perfect. I think they could use some top tier NFL talent that has a little bit more experience than Bateman and um, Zay Flowers. But I really think they're going to be good. I think Munkin's going to figure out a way to scheme these guys open, just like he was doing at Georgia. Like it didn't mm-hmm. require. These huge, crazy, deep passes—like he set Stetson Bennett up for success—he's gonna be able to do the same with Lamar Jackson. And I, yeah, with his talent, with his legs, with his arm, I'm very excited. And uh, let's just throw it in there. Mark Andrews, tight end, one along with it. Let's go. <laughs> nice.
1: Yeah. So I think my next one is going to be that the uh, which one? i'll go with rashad white top 20 running by finish for fantasy Ooh, football. so i know it's not of
2: souring like, on him right now
1: yeah right and that's why i say it because uh you know his average draft position is not crazy low and and most uh in most on most apps but i think a lot of people don't actually believe it's going to happen and he's been fading and a lot of experts have you know said he you know he's just you know sean tucker is going to be this and the offense is gonna struggle because Baker Mayfield. But Baker Mayfield's actually better than we like to give, you know, not give him credit for. I think that's that's the right way to say it, maybe. Uh he, sure. he had all these expectations because he was first overall pick, came out of Oklahoma, did all these things in college. Um, you know, he's not a, a super likable guy given a few things in his background, whatever. Uh, except for you know, I, I woke up feeling dangerous thing that was hilarious. But uh he's just <laughs> way better than I think we believe. And Chris Godwin and Mike Evans are still very good wide receivers that can, you know, kind of create some space for the uh, running back to work into. And last year, what, Fournette still had like, was it 73 receptions or targets? I can't even remember. I was looking it up earlier. But they, I think they're going to pass the running backs a lot. And Rush, Rashad White was an excellent receiving back coming out of, of college. And I think he's going to be uh, a fantastic value in that regard because he, is he a 250 carry back? No. But I think he could get to easily 200-plus touches, maybe two, close to 250 touches, and a lot of those being receptions. Um, maybe he's not even incredibly efficient as a runner this year because they have, uh, I think, offensive line questions. And over, even if there's a little bit of overall offensive success questions, I think he, in isolation, can't find success. And I know that I want to root for Tucker, Sean Tucker, to find success, even though he's an undrafted free agent because you know, he fell because of health issues or whatever. I'd love to see him have some fun but Rashad White I think is that bad dude on that offense this year. So I think it, you know top 20 maybe even top 16 17 uh range for him. Uh that would not surprise me at all.
2: Yeah, I I've, I've got one kind of in a in a similar vein and I and that's uh I think um Samaje Pirine finishes the season right in that same spot. Uh to me Ooh, that's, um, I love that spicy. That's spicy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I love Javante Williams and I think he's going to be incredible, but I think it's going to be a Brees Hall type situation from last year where it's going to take him a while to get going. Um, I think by the end of the year, Javante Williams will be, you know, more like a 75, 25 split. Right. But for the bulk of the season, for the bulk of the fantasy season, Samaj P. Ryan, I think is going to be getting a lot of um, work. And if you look at, um, his performances, like if you jump in like the uh, NFL statics board over on is like that plug, um, and you and you look at the games where he actually started, like he was putting together like 20 plus points a week, uh, 30, he had 30.2 one week. Like, I mean, he just had these spike weeks against good defenses and, and putting up RB1 type numbers. So when given the opportunity, he can really shine. Here's my biggest takeaway. And it's too late because people have already finished drafting. But if you leave your draft without either Javante Williams or Samaj P. Ryan, I think you made a mistake because both at value, either one of them or both of them is going to explode. And you should, you should try to take your shot on one of them. And to me, I think Samaj P. Ryan for the value is absolutely amazing. So I think he finishes as a top uh, as an RB two in fantasy this year.
1: Nice. I like that a lot. <clears throat> that, that's fun. One of them, I mean that that's definitely a bold take, um, but one of them is probably going to find success, and I think that the Broncos overall take uh, kind of a step in the right direction. And um, uh, Wilson's, I guess, second full year there. Uh, so yeah, that that's a fun that's a fun one. I'll, I'll go with two guys that um, didn't didn't have, I guess, the like the most perfect profiles coming out, uh, but I like both of them as uh, rookies and, and now in second year. Uh, I'm going to say that both. Devon A. Chain and Jahan Dotson, somewhat related to the Hal thing, uh, are going to have at least 1,000 yards this year. Uh, not uh, necessarily 1,000 rushing yards for A. Chain, but I think 1,000 yards from scrimmage. Once he actually gets the keys to the offense for a few weeks, I think he's going to absolutely explode because he's one of the fastest players are in the league. If not, you know, top three, four fastest players in the league uh, already. I think we could probably verify that actually via the tracking data or his track times, whichever you choose. Uh, but A-Chain is ridiculous. And I know he's got some, He's a little bit undersized, uh, but there's there's a prime opportunity there to be had with a bunch of guys who just kind of stay hurt already there. And I know he got dinged up with the shoulder thing, but man, if he is healthy, uh, he's going to have a blast this year in that offense. And <laughs> I know the people like, like to hit on Tua, but I think Tyreek and uh, Jaden Waddle or Jalen Waddle might be able to create some space for the uh, weapons to work underneath, given their speed as well. So I like that situation. Just as Olen- I love that I have, been, have been stacking wide receivers with Tua, but yeah, uh, and yeah. uh, Jahan Dotson. I mean, the, down the stretch last year, he was kind of the one uh, instead of McLaurin. and I think I wouldn't be surprised if he was the focal point of that passing attack over McLaurin, uh this year for the Commanders.
2: Yeah, and I think, I mean, you've already talked about Sam Howell. Um, mm-hmm. It's not crazy to think they could have two thousand yard receivers. But I love your A chain take because uh, he he certainly has um, the skills that, if put in the right system and in the right situation, he can really benefit from it. And I yeah. think uh, Texas A and M did not highlight all of what he could be. I think um, over in Miami uh, with uh, McDaniel's, I think he's going to have just an absolute um, excellent opportunity to show just like. I mean, he's going to be put in space and that's where he needs to be, <laughs> you know, where yeah. he can just use his speed, use his quickness to get, um, get, 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 around people and go. Uh, so I love that. I love that one a lot. Um, I've got one, uh, kind of in the same vein of the talking about receivers here, uh, both Calvin Ridley and Christian Kirk finished the year with a thousand yards. Is that hot enough? Is that bold enough? Is that too, is that too mild?
1: Um, no, because oh, I'm mild. not sure a lot of people are up to speed in the fact that the Jaguars are going to be a top-five offense this year. Uh, but that's just going to happen. So Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I, mean, I, I might – you know, you could probably – you could probably go a little bit higher even. You'd just get a little spicy. 1,200? <laughs> <1,
2: 200.
1: laughs> that might be uh, – uh, both of them. Be, they they combine – hey, really how
2: about that? Ridley and Kirk combined for 2,400 receiving yards.
1: Let's go. Let's go with that because I Ridley, I'm very high on it, and, and the Jaguars internally, I know, have been very, very high on him. And if he's just healthy at all, he's going to be uh, the the focal point of that passing attack. And it's funny, uh, you know, when you do mock drafts or even if you do best ball, like as early in the spring, you tend to get a lot of weird ADP values. And like Ridley was like going in the 50s and 60s, uh, I believe earlier this spring, and now he's like end of round three everywhere
2: yeah yeah uh, so. it's true yeah no it's yeah. fun and like i'm a jags fan too like ravens and jaguars let's go um yeah. but uh yeah Jacksonville's. it's gonna be fun actually having a team to root for and i think trevor lawrence is gonna put together an absolute fantastic season i think tank bigsby is gonna be pretty big too um, not in, not in a fantasy sense, but in a real football sense, um, just mm-hmm. being able to spell Travis Etienne a little bit there because, I mean, you want him healthy. And then Zay Jones, I think Zay Jones is going to be um, a problem too. And I'm way higher in Evan Ingram than anyone else. So uh, Trevor Lawrence is going to throw for 6,000 yards this year. You can hurt it here first. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 6,000. 6, 6,
1: yeah, let's go with 8,000. Uh, and actually, <laughs> I, I'm a Titans fan, and so it pains me to say this. But my other whole prediction is actually that the Jaguars win the Super Bowl. They were kind of close. That. They were close anyway, uh, just last year. And if they get a few bounces and their offense is actually, you know, takes one more step, they actually have a, a really decent defensive backfield. I like the front uh, on, on defense as well, and the wide receivers, fantastic. They've got a really fun uh, tandem in the backfield, and then they have Trevor Lawrence, perhaps taking his his uh, next leap in year three of his career so i think they're in the prime spot to to win now um and so yeah i think really is, is it going to be a fantastic wide receiver one for fantasy by the way maybe that's i'll take two but uh yeah they're just gonna have success and it's gonna gonna irk me and i am to hate it all season <laughs> all the <laughs> titans fan. But, um, but you know i kind of want my titans to to lose out and go and 17 and take a quarterback for the third year in a row and get Caleb Williams. But that's not going to happen. So. <laughs> but but a man can dream. Oh, man. But uh, I guess that was my bold take. It was kind of related to yours. You, you have any more yeah. ammo here before we uh, wrap it up?
2: Well, I was going to say you'll like this one. I have a Titans one for you. I think Derrick Henry finishes the year with 2000 total yards of uh, receiving and rushing oh, combined. Man. I think he's back. I think the I mean he's 29 years old, but I mean, I would love I should have told you to do this, but I'd love for you to just pull up your chart uh with your data about like mm-hmm. attrition for players, I forget exactly yeah. how you call it, but um like yeah, most guys tail off at, you know, 28 years old. But Derrick Henry is not most guys. He's and not he, most. and and they added to the offense like say what you will like maybe hopkins is washed up but it helps like having more weapons will help they're still going to run the ball i think Derek henry will be involved in the passing game because he's shown he can be and i think he ends the year with 2,000 total yards nice
1: i'd love to see it i would love to see it i mean that that would just be too fun for him to and that would kind of solidify him as a hall of famer i get it yeah um and i'd love to see that for him because he deserves it Uh, it's just we've talked about how hard it is to get in the hall of fame for running oh, backs yeah. anymore. Yeah. Uh, and even though that, even that still wouldn't get him to hit the historical minimum thresholds, but having another kind of 2000 plus season would be like, okay, he was just absurd for this amount of time. And so we're going to get him yeah. in anyway, way, uh, re- regardless of how the rest of his, his career goes uh, my last kind of positive and not negative Nancy or wet blanket uh, bold takes is, uh, it, Greg Dulcich and you and I are both. Let's him. Yeah. Yep. I, I, let's I just talk one. about him because dating back to his, his college days, he was a super highly efficient, like 19 yards per reception, kind of tight end, like a ridiculous, uh, efficiency metrics for even like wide receiver play in terms of like a route run, uh, type data play, or even like his dominator at times. Like he was just an excellent prospect and uh somewhat overlooked, you know, he, he struggled to stay healthy at times. Um, but, you know, he was, what, round three, tight end prospect. He wasn't like a, hey, he should he should be a slam dunk prospect. But now
2: – He did go later than I thought he should go. Yeah, uh, you know? yeah,
1: exactly, yeah. Uh, same page, same page. But uh, last year in limited action, he was, again, highly efficient, highly effective, and only like, what, six games where he was really getting a bunch of run, and he had 400 receiving yards. Uh, and so, man, if, if he sees any kind of pace like he did last year – I think he's the top six tight end this year with over 800 receiving yards, which by the way, I think there were only three tight ends in the, in the uh, league that actually had over 800 receiving yards last year. I don't think he has as many touchdowns as those guys will necessarily because it was the whole list was Travis Kelsey, uh, TJ Hawkinson and Mark Andrews last year. There were a few, uh, I think three or four more within uh, hundred yards of 800. but I think he gets there. Maybe only finds pay dirt three or four times uh, but I think he has a high reception total, and he he can stretch the seam like crazy. So, oh yeah, if, if he has if he breaks one or two big plays, um, I think that it's a lot more feasible than we realize that he gets to that mark of 800 receiving yards and is a top six tight end, and that that would make him kind of uh, a top tier tight end in dynasty leagues as well for
2: fantasy. And it would put him up there as like one of the most valuable yeah. picks How, of your draft. You I, yeah, yeah, would, um, yeah. But I love that. And and I don't know if people remember Russell Wilson back in Seattle because apparently people have a very short memory. But he put guys like Will Disley on the mat. You know, like (laughs) he loves throwing to the tight end. And like Mm -hmm. you said, like right up the scene or right on the corner. And uh, I think that's a great pick. Um, I love Dulcich, too. Uh, I think that's a that's a fun one. My only fear is is just what if Russell Wilson is done? Then that's kind of a problem. (laughs) I think he's not. I I think he's not.
1: I think uh, he's gonna bounce back in a big way. And oh yeah, that that was right. He was kind of on pace to be a Hall of Fame quarterback for a while.
2: Yeah, you Um, don't just. I don't think you just lose it that quickly. Like maybe he doesn't. Maybe he's not peak Russ. But I think Denver has a much more. um, What's the word I'm looking for? Not embarrassing offense this year because <laughs> it was it that's was
1: atrocious hope. last that's year that's hope. but uh do you have any yeah. negative ones like bold bold oh, predictions I, like i uh...
2: i wanted to follow up my derrick henry 2000 with nick chubb finishes the season with 2000 total yards as well and nick chubb Ooh. is the rb1 in fantasy football
1: that would be awesome and it'd be really cool if they just would freaking throw him the ball uh a little and bit. i think they
2: will this year <laughs> like they don't yeah. have anyone else like
1: Oh, uh, they yeah, you know Amari I'm, I'm Cooper. I want Elijah. I mean, running back
2: wise, like they uh, don't yeah, have like yeah. it's not like Kareem Hunt's there anymore. You know, uh, like they didn't no, bring anyone
1: true. in. Um, hey, I Jerome also... Ford. Jerome Ford's a thing, right? <laughs>
2: um, um, is he? I mean, come I, on, maybe, maybe. We'll see. Know, um, His ADP says like...
1: he's not, but yeah.
2: I was uh, in New Mexico for for uh, for a weekend, and we had NFL Network on, and they were just like at Cleveland camp, and I just saw way too many interviews with Nick Chubb, so that might be the uh, the impetus for this whole stuff. Yeah, but I'm sticking that's to it. Two thousand yards, RB one. <laughs> Let's go.
1: That's it. I mean, and that's not what he was. What a uh, seventeen hundred something last year, uh, overall total yards. Yeah, so he was. Close. I like it.
2: Oh like yeah, it. having two having two two thousand yarders in the same season is maybe a little much. <laughs>
1: that would be a lot of fun though. And it would be really cool yeah. if they were like both like racing for the record or something like that. You know, oh, I early love it. on, let's go. That would be fantastic. All right, so I've got some uh, some not so nice ones. So Anthony Richardson throws for fifteen plus interceptions, completes less than sixty percent of his passes, and actually doesn't even reach seven hundred fifty rushing yards. Absolute devastation. Uh, of, of any kind of hope that people had for the hype machine that is Anthony Richardson. I was I was in a chat this week. I was like, so I almost wanted to say because it was it came up um you know a couple of times like so if he was at this mark would you be in on him? And I'm like, no I'd just be more like less confident in his failure. But it's like I'm almost there. If I'm honest with myself, I'm almost there as, as a believer in Anthony Richardson. But then I look at you know everything that he's ever done and then I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> so yeah, I, I get it. Like if, if you squint and you're like, man, that like that play in isolation, like that was how it's done. And there are so many good plays. that Well, I would say there's like a dozen really ridiculous <laughs> plays where you're like, oh my gosh, that's it. If he's like that in the pros, and that's it. But you know, that's basically like every every quarterback that was good enough to to go inside like the top 50 or 60 picks in the NFL history. Like they all have those plays. Yes, they don't look like Anthony Richardson, but the majority of his resume is questionable at best. And truth be told, he has the worst passing profile of any quarterback drafted this century, objectively speaking. That's so, crazy.
2: Um, I mean, you I've heard you say that before, and every time you say it, it's still crazy. And, yeah. and for me, like, that's exactly where I had been forever, but I've found that like, I want to root for him.
1: I, so yeah, I I'm, almost, too, but it's like, I'm ah. almost
2: like, and I don't want to be wrong about it. Yeah. Like I don't want to be, cause I'm always <laughs> such a, like I was, I'm out on Josh. I was always out on Josh Allen. I'm out on Brock Purdy. Like, I don't want to have fun. I don't think anyone's going to break out. Like I don't want to have some fun with AR. Fun
1: and you can't have fun either. Uh,
2: Bo Nix exactly what a quarterback should be.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't want to sound like that because like, I, I'm all for super mobile quarterbacks, but I'm also for super mobile quarterbacks who also meet at least a medium requisite right. passing profile uh, to have any hope for projection of success at the NFL level. Um, but yeah, he's going to fail miserably, and uh, people are going to yeah. light him on fire just like they did Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts. And they'll be and, and they were wrong about Dylan Hurts. Jury's out on Justin Fields. Right. But uh we'll see. We'll see.
2: I don't I don't actually have any negatives. I didn't I just went positive with this one.
1: I just want to be like, you know, okay. I've got a couple more, a few more. Just let's go. Just yeah, just, let's
2: just just rapid you know, fire no, some of them. Yeah, let's you know, it. You guys, you guys to think Listening
1: in some- you, you're not allowed to have any fun. Yeah, so anyway. <laughs> Daniel Jones. Daniel. Oh, Ficken- I'm all- Jones.
2: Let's go. I'm on board. I don't even know what you're going to say, but I, I co signed this one.
1: He fails to throw 20 pass touchdowns in a season again, which people forget, like, he threw, like, what, 16 touchdowns on the season last year in the year 2023, and people are like, yeah, yeah, he's a hit at the position because he got a Thank second contract. This. Like, shut Like, just, no, he's not a hit. He's been horrible, and he's added some value with his legs, uh, and that's, that's it. Like, Brian Dable almost fixed him for a hot second.
2: What's but, the um, first thing you think of when you think of Daniel Jones running? Because my first thought is, remembers a couple of years ago, he had that great quarterback keeper around the edge, and he's like running for like eighty-six yards, and then just falls in the middle of nowhere from like the
1: fifteen-yard <laughs> line. Yeah, that's the
2: most beautiful yeah. thing. Maybe that's influencing going... my decision
1: here, but no. And he finishes outside the top twenty-four quarterbacks in points per game.
2: I love it. So, I co-sign this.
1: Yeah, and then I guess it's I, I just I'm a hater on quarterbacks because uh, I, I this one's Christian Watson fails spectacularly uh, alongside the entire Green Bay passing attack. But that's basically Jordan Love's fault because he was a egregious reach. So Watson was I mean he's just he was fun last year. I just don't think he's I think it was a mirage. And if if he doesn't have perfect quarter perfect quarterback player like near that, he's not going to be uh, good or a wide receiver you know, two-ish or whatever, even like top tier wide receiver three that people wanted to be. And Jordan Love um was the worst reach of his entire draft class. I found – I was looking through like, what were my takes on Jordan Love? And, uh, and I, I found uh, something like, breaking Jordan Love turns out to still be the worst egregious reach or whatever in the <laughs> yeah. entire 2020 draft. And this was back in 2020. Uh And uh, we'll find out uh, – <laughs> In 2023 or something like that, when he sees the field for the first time, and it's like, huh, here we go. Yeah, you he's got just it. now basically going to get. Yeah, he's going to fail. It's oh. going to be really bad because the Packers—they've had some great luck with Brett Favre and uh, Aaron Rodgers and what Bard Star, whatever before that. Like they just can't miss a quarterback. Yes, they can. be Jordan Love.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, wait, no, that's the Jets. So. Um, no, I was thinking about the Jets because my I, I do have a bold prediction. That's the Jets fail to make the playoffs. I don't know if that's bold. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is back. I don't think the Jets make the playoffs. I just don't know if it's bold or not. but
1: they're they're the Jets. <laughs> yeah,
2: I hear people talking about them like a Super Bowl pick. Like, what yeah, are people doing? Like, I, don't know. I don't know. I haven't looked at the odds for them to make the playoffs, but if it, yes. if I get plus value on them not making the playoffs, I'm going to smash that as soon as this episode is done.
1: Sounds like we've got Gosh. some business to do after the show. <laughs> in so, uh, while you're giving me yeah. your
2: next well you're giving me your next one i am going to look to see what those odds are
1: no actually i got a couple others but i don't I, let's just let's cut the negative stuff let's like it let's let people get to their other you know the 27th podcast they're listening to this week because they're excited football is back and uh just get to watching some football uh but this was fun talking about some bold predictions i'm sure we'll be right about like you know one of them. All
2: of them. But, all
1: of them. Oh, yeah. All of them. Yeah. Right. Just, just like all of the college football takes, all the things that we yeah. know. Yeah, we're going to be right on all those things. Uh for sure. Uh because that's what Jacksonville Rational...
2: and Baltimore. They're both winning the Super Are Bowl. Both winning <laughs> the Super Bowl. <laughs> you were here first.
1: Yes. That's uh first <laughs> dual Super Bowl champions out of the same conference. That's yeah. Yeah. I like it. I like it. I like it. Well, uh, folks, uh, thanks for joining us for another College to Canton podcast. Again, my name is Travis May. Uh, this is Stefan Lico here. Uh, you can find him on Twitter slash X at Stefan You can find me at ff underscore Travis M. Uh, feel free to join us uh, with via questions. We love to get some questions. Uh, I, I get a lot of. We probably should do another mailbag here soon because I get random questions it's a little yeah, bit late for it. your drafts i guess but uh, in, in in season waivers i get a lot of debbie questions college questions so, so just bring them just uh, hit, you hit can us draft up via DM. every
2: week with yeah, dfs
1: that's true that's true and motor Yeah, motor just actually just launched dfs in 20 states by the way so that's fine oh let's go huge huge day for us by the way amazing amazing but uh yeah check us out on twitter hit us up with questions via dm or leave a rate and review and a five-star review please And uh, leave, like, you know, I don't know. I don't care how many questions you leave. You can leave, like, 20 questions all in one, if you really want to, in your review. But uh, until next time, enjoy football season. Uh, For Staphon Leco, I'm Travis May. And enjoy the beginning of both college football and NFL. And we'll see you here soon on another College to Kenton podcast.